The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer. Hello and welcome to another exciting adventures in Winter's Call. I'm Odin. This is Tear. <laughs> I figure I mix up the intro a little bit, keep people on the twos. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know where you, I didn't know where you even started. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So today is an interesting one. We're going to talk about fighting for the message. We're going to talk about letting go of all the bullshit in regular life uh, to stay on message, to not focus on the negative, not on the attacks, not to be ignorant of it, but just to not let it stop you from going after what you believe in, whether it be patriotism, whether it be whatever message that you have, you know, liberty, uh, prepping, uh, freaking cosmetics. I don't care. Don't let anybody stop you from going after your dreams and don't let anybody stop your message. Your message is important. Your message is necessary to the discussion and you shouldn't let anybody stop it over petty bullshit. I, I like to refer to it as don't let anybody should on you. You like should do one. this. You should do that. You should. It's so annoying to me because it's like what you say. Patriots are people who fight for the rights and liberties of the world's smallest minority. Yep, that of the individual. I think more prevalently, one of the things that sparked this this conversation was when I brought to your attention that uh, – that video about the TikToker, the conservative TikToker who has made a choice to get the vaccine, and everyone is just shitting all over him. Tell him they hope he dies, they hope he gets complications, acting like a bunch of liberals is what they're doing. And it just flabbergasted me. And I, when I brought it up to you, it absolutely just gobsmacked me, right? Well, like I, yeah, you're sitting here and you're like, wait. Did you all forget in your fervor in this little battle what the bigger picture is? Did you forget that we're not fighting because of a vaccine? We're fighting for your right to choose? Or we're fighting for freedom and freedom means you get to make your own choices? That we're fighting for liberty, which is your own choices plus personal responsibility? I mean, I could understand... If somebody got mad at him because he submitted to the mandate, but you don't know that person's reasons for getting the vaccine, if it didn't have anything to do with fear of government mandate, if it didn't have anything to do with uh, being forced by the government, and even then, if you have eight kids, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, if I have kids and it doesn't matter, uh, I'm not going to take the vaccine. Yeah, okay. Think that through. Honestly, you know, we ask every one of our guests the same question at the end. Where's your bloodline? But do you think through that decision? 
Are you prepared to take the consequences for actually taking that stand? It's easy to say, oh, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I don't care if I lose my job. Okay, are you willing to lose your house? Are you willing to lose the ability to feed your children? If you're single, that might be an easier decision than if you have five kids. Or if you're like you and you understand how to actually grow food and take care of things, if you have your house paid off like I do, you know, it's it's these things that you think ahead for. Like if I were to suddenly lose my job, I would be fine. Right. Yeah, it'd be a little bit more difficult for you, but you have that prepper's knowledge that you you know how to handle things. Well, no, I mean, uh, me and my wife sat down and we had that conversation where we are prepared to lose our house. If it comes but a lot down of these people, it. but a lot of these people, they talk that talk. They're all big. They're all bad. I'll never get this. I'll never get this. I'll never act like that. And then turn the fuck around and act like it. Yep. Oh, I have an AR-15. I'm willing to resist government tyranny, bitch. You wouldn't resist losing a fifty thousand dollar a year job. Don't tell me you're going <laughs> to stand for freedom. I mean, you you didn't want to lose your comfort. You got a vaccine because, and I know that we're we're going after the people who are anti-vaccine, but there are people who are getting a vaccine because they want to go on a fucking cruise, or there are people who are getting a vaccine because they want to go on vacation and fly on an airplane, or go to a state, or go travel. You're getting a vaccine because you want to be comfortable. You're not getting a vaccine because of family reasons. But back to that original guy that you were talking about, that conservative creator, we don't know his reasoning. So to sit here and jump down, if he had a wife who was immunocompromised or a child who was immunocompromised and the doctors convinced him that this is the only way that that she can be safe or they can be safe, I don't blame him. Or if he needed a emergency transplant for a body part. Right now, if you're not vaccinated, you can't get it. I don't blame anybody for trying to roll the dice and prolong their life. But it is the freedom of choice. He and that's made I, that choice. And, and at this particular juncture, now here's where I draw the line. And here's where people look at me kind of sideways. Look at me a little askance and go, wait, what? It's not mandated right now. If he makes a choice right now. He's not giving into government mandate. It's not a mandate. He's not complying with... Bear with me when I finish this thought. He's not complying so he can buy and sell. He's complying so he can either A, get a surgery, or B, with... I believe the the actual situation is his terminally ill father. And I get that. Now, and I, and I say, I can respect that. Now, is he going to regret it? Now, you and I can talk about this all day long. Is he going to regret that decision? Probably. Are there other ramifications involved in taking a vaccine like this? More than likely. But that's not what my fight is. My fight's not whether or not you take the vaccine. It's whether or not you have the right to fucking choose. Right. Our fight is against medical tyranny. Both for and against the vaccine. If you... if And people need to pay attention to this. If you sit here and wish someone death... Because they didn't take the vaccine, you're a horrible human and you believe in medical tyranny. But the inverse is also true. If, if you, you wish somebody on dead, somebody who took the vaccine, you are also a believer in medical tyranny. 
which means that you didn't even want to give that person the choice or the odds. It's like uh, when Trump came out with the right to the right to try. If you were in hospice care, you had a terminal disease. President Trump opened up the VA and TRICARE system so that you had the ability to go try experimental therapies. Could they have killed you? Yeah. That's why they weren't approved. They were experimental. But it is your life and it is your right to try to save it in any means that you deem necessary. Which is probably the only way you will get me to agree to uh, legalizing certain drugs. <laughs> that they have their they have the right to try they have the right to try anything that they believe will extend their life and the government should stay the fuck out of it and so should every tom dick and harry who thinks they have a fucking opinion on my freaking life like if I were to ask okay like let me put it on a situation let's say I got the vaccine we both know that's not going to happen I'm already faced with that situation now. If I don't get the vaccine by December 12th or find some way to get an accommodation, religious accommodation, which means I might be going, whatever. Um, Let's say I got the vaccine and I got it for, you know, medical reasons because I needed a kidney transplant. I'm just going to throw one out there. Okay. If I asked you your opinion and you told me, that's one thing. But for you to shove it down my throat because you disagree with me, there's nothing more than I would I would call it just the leftist mob mentality. It's medical tyranny from the other side. Yeah. Now, it, if you told me and you didn't ask my opinion, I would still tell you, okay, he's, here are the things that you need to minimize the side effects to the vaccine. The natural herbal elements to see here and help fight against the negative side effects. I'm not saying that you're going to get sick, but... Just, and you're not saying that I'm any less patriotic or conservative for it either. Right. All I would be saying is going, okay, look, he's our, here are medical stuff that can help you minimize the risk, whether you get them or not. Anything to better your... Yes. Speaking of which, we were talking about that the other day, and you mentioned something about... Was it pine tea? Pine needle tea, yes. Okay. Oh, you want to give a little blurb about that? There, there are chemical compounds within pine needle tea that will neutralize some of the, the worst of the negative effects of the vaccine. Not everybody is prone to get the same negative effects, but it helps purify your system. You go out, you find an actual pine tree, you grab the needles, you boil some water, you dump the, the hot water on top of the needles, you let it steep for 10 to 15 minutes, and you drink it down. You do it for two weeks. Once a day, you'll be fine. It minimizes some of the side effects. I'm not saying that it's going to fix everything, uh, but it's like the vaccine for the left. It's It may not stop everything, but if it gives you a, a fighting chance, shouldn't you take it? <laughs> See, and that's what I think the biggest thing to me is they've gotten so wrapped up in this battle. This one solitary battle. They forgot there's a whole other war going on. Yeah. And it's not even a cold war. It's <laughs> it's it's, an, hot. it's an information hot war. Yeah, there's no guns going out now, but how long? I mean, somebody asked Charlie Kirk, and I I listened to it. Uh, one of the addresses he did this weekend, and somebody asked him, "Yo, when 
When do we bring out the guns? When do we start to fight the government? And Charlie Kirk, I I don't I don't necessarily agree with him on all things, but on this one I think he's right and I think that what he says is a valid argument. They want us to pick up guns. Whenever the government want when let's not even do government. Whenever your enemy wants you to do something, that should be the last thing you do. I'm not saying that there won't ever come a time that we need to pick up arms. But Right, but then again, I mean it, it goes back to that one statement you and I've talked about a lot where violence should always be the last resort. Yeah. And that works in uh, not just political. I know we're talking about vaccines and, and government and things like that. But even in your personal life, if you have somebody coming after you, they want a response from you. They need a response from you. Right. Don't give it to them. Because by doing that, you disarm them. Yeah. There are people who feed on drama. And there are organizations that feed on conflict. Your government feeds on conflict. It needs division, it needs drama, it needs conflict. Just like there are people who are addicted, who need drama to survive and to function. And it is when you are confronted with these people that you need to focus more on the mission. It would be very easy to let the beast out, to just destroy the people who piss you off. Especially if you know their names, addresses, phone numbers, spouses, phone numbers, all of that information. And can simply drop a USB drive in the mail to the spouse and just destroy their lives, their marriages, their, their businesses, their political uh, leanings, everything. To destroy all of them. But you don't because that's the beast. And all great warriors throughout history understand that you focus on the mission, not on personal vendettas. You know, I had an issue earlier where I was... I was rather steamed, and you made a, a, a comment, a quote to me. Oh, hold on. It's not a quote. You want, you're talking about the stuff I wrote? Yeah. Hold on. I saved it. Because I was going to be, it's probably going to be the description of this very podcast, so it should be interesting. Hold on. Let me get it. <laughs> well, it, it, made, it made sense, though, when, what we're talking about is, you know, losing yourself in the battle and then losing the war. Like, you won the battle. Good for you. I could win the battle, but then I would be the asshole that they accused me of being. Or, you know, and, and it, it, for many areas in your life, you can win a battle. You can be that petty little fucker that sits here, runs around, and just destroys people. But here's the quote, or here's what I wrote earlier. When we're in the middle of a war, we can't see the full picture. It is the fog of war. We will never see the turning point of victory it, when we're in the heat of battle. It is only when we look back that this picture comes into focus. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith in your beliefs. The founding fathers, when they started their great war, the, they filed a declaration. They did not know that they were going to win the war. They never knew which battle would be the turning point to victory. It was during the darkest times when the light of hope and victory is born and that resolve is forged. You do not know... What battles in your life will lead you to victory when you start them? I mean, I could quote Sun Tzu that talks about if you know yourself, you know, you win so many. If you know your opponent, you know so many. Oh, I got that one. Both, I got that one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Tyr, God of War over here. 
But no, and it's a very valid statement, though. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory you will, you have, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither yourself nor the enemy, you will only know and only taste defeat. But if you know yourself and your enemy, you need not fear the outcome of a hundred battles. Right. And that is that is the mindset that you should have when you're talking about your message. Everybody's per, everybody's message is different. Everybody has a different cause that they rally for. I would like to say that there's two camps, that there's the those that believe in freedom and liberty and they have their message and all of the different facets of it and those that believe in tyranny. Though they'll never claim it as tyranny. They'll claim it as social justice or they'll claim it as socialism or, or uh, security. democratic socialism or security. or. My favorite one is the oxymoron of progressivism, uh, progressive thought. Right. At no point has any progressive, by definition, the progressive ideology ever led to anything besides regression. Right. But it's, it's and, and that's something that you have to come into terms with, especially in a situation like this. Now, like I said, there are ramifications. Do I trust somebody a little less? Maybe. If, if, they, get, if they comply for comfort's sake? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little less trusting of them and their resolve. However, I'm also a paranoid son of a bitch. No, I think I would still trust them after I learned their reason for their choice. Like if they did it because they wanted to go on vacation, like I'm getting it or I'm doing it because I don't want to wear the mask. Right. And then I would have problems trusting them to make, a hard decision later, but I'm doing it because I need to be there when my father passes away. I get that. Hey, I'm dude, not only that. <laughs> it's like, not only that, dude, I will help drive you over there. Where do you need to go? Right. Like I get things like that are important. And, and, but to, I never expected our side to generalize like the left does to, to put a hard stance on something that doesn't actually matter. It's not even the vaccine that matters. What are you talking about? Our side but, does it all the time. Yeah, but I didn't expect them to do it to this degree. Like, I didn't expect them to be as nasty as what I was reading on those comments. You obviously have not been paying attention. <laughs> no, it's usually because I just try to ignore them. But like I've said before, the sheep on our side scare me more. Than the, the sheep in the summertime, Patriot, on our side, scare me way more than any opposition on the left. Yeah, and they should. They're armed. <laughs> they're armed they're bitter and <laughs> no you're gonna get people who sit here and be like i'm a patriot i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this yeah but you made a decision to put something in your body that was experimental and you did it because you didn't want to be uncomfortable americans let's face it americans are lazy americans right now are in that position that they do not understand what. I can't remember who said it, but there was a, a talk show host that had made a comment. He says, that, you don't want to know what the problem with America is? Is no one has any real problems anymore. Yeah. The more, the more successful that we are, the less willing we are to sacrifice for those freedoms. 
And I hate that that's true, but that's also humanity. Like it is, it is human or human nature to to go the easier route, to be more comfortable. It, it goes against the grain. It goes against nature itself when you purposely stand against. Yeah. What is it? Hey, it, it is, does. It is the. It is the man that looks craziest when all he does is stop while the rest of society runs over a cliff. Why aren't you following the crowd? Because there's a cliff. You're crazy. <laughs> and all the person has to do is stop running. All the person has to do is stop running. And yet, they won't. Yo, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to put the final warning from George Orwell when they interviewed him before he died. And I'm going to add it to the end of this podcast. And he gives a very dire warning about <laughs> what the future is going to look like in 1980. Rona? No. Allergies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Let me the tell you worst something. part, man. It's serious. <laughs> I suffer seasonal allergies. And I'm like, I'm in Walmart the other day. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm laughing at people with the mask. And all of a sudden, this woman walks by and she is caked in perfume. And one of the things that sets off my allergies worse than anything is perfume. And it's not just like this one where I've been working outside and I have freaking grass, you know, and dust shoved up my nose. I'm talking about sneeze after sneeze after sneeze after sneeze to the point where tears are running down my eyes. And I start sneezing and everybody stops and freezes. And they all look at me like, do you, do you remember the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yep. <laughs> where, where they realize that there's a human in their midst and they all look and their mouths open and they're like, ah! <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. And they looked around and I'm like, well, I guess I'm done grocery shopping for today. <laughs> See, the, the only thing that would have made that better is if you knew that you, you know, Knowing that you'd run into somebody with with perfume, you just pop an al alka seltzer in your mouth, and just as you start sneezing, start frothing at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just look at just I would just deadpan as soon as I stopped sneezing. Just look at everybody. Goes, I don't think a vaccine's working. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Had I been with my son, that is exactly what would have happened because that boy is one of the few people I know that. When somebody looks at him, like, we've only had, we've had very few people say anything about masks. I live in Florida, so generally people don't care. But there are the occasional businesses that want to go, we recommend that you wear the mask. Okay, that's fine. But then you get some little old lady or some, you know, some Karen who sits here and goes, you know, the sign says that you really should be wearing a mask. It is at that point my son will look at her dead square in the face and go... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll go get one, and then not go get one because that woman will have run away. He really is an agent of chaos. Now, yes. okay, get this, get this. Since we're talking about you know random strange things with masks, a lot of people don't know I work from home. At least now, right now, I do. We'll see how long that lasts. 
But so I work from home. I have to do a Zoom meeting today. And the lady that's in charge of the Zoom meeting, here I am. I come right in, right? Didn't realize that my camera was going to be turned on because I never turn it on for anything. So my camera's on. She just goes, you should be wearing a mask. It's company policy. And before I could stop myself, I was like, oh, you're lucky I'm wearing pants. Are you retarded? <laughs> like, I work at home by myself. She's like, well, it's still company policy. He's like, why? Am I going to give you Rona through the screen? And she made some him and hawing about it. And I stopped. I was like, wait, if I can give you Rona through the screen, does that mean I can reach through the screen and slap you? <laughs> um, this was not one of my more stellar days of dealing with stupid people. Well, but <laughs> but no, think about that. We, we live in a society where that legitimately happens. Yeah. I'm not the only story like that. There are uh, hundreds of thousands of stories that you can look up that people are like, well, you're not wearing a mask on a Zoom call. It's like, have we really become that stupid? So I know that this is one of our shorter episodes, but I really, really, really want to cover the absurdity of that when it comes to a certain group of individuals. <laughs> so since I'm going to add the clip, it's going to extend us to about a regular time. So I say we end the episode here and then pick up with the next one for tomorrow for our next episode. All right. All right. All right. You're going to now that one. The that one's one. the one I is. Is that the one from the video I sent you earlier? Oh, yes. Oh, for those of you who don't know Southern Trumpet on Instagram, if you want a sneak peek, I made a video about this particular thing and it's going to be very mild compared to. <laughs> Yeah, so you said the absurdity. <laughs> that's that's putting it mildly, my friend. Stay tuned for the next episode because this one's going to talk about the cowardice in the church. I like to refer to it as tyranny from the pulpit. Yeah, that's true. Or the Milgram experiment for twenty twenty one. For those of you who don't know what the Milgram experiment is, you're going to find out. And with that, I'm Odin. This is Tear. And until next time, thank you for listening to Winter's Call. This is the direction the world is going in at the present time. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph and self-abasement. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.